fans and welcome to mile 24 i'm your host craig james of offside jive and we have some things to talk about today we had a weekend full of racing we had sonoma we had the french grand prix and we had indycar in road america so we're going to get into that and then we're going to get some predictions for next week's events first things first Daryl Waltrip, this is his last race call for Fox. He's retiring. He's been doing it, geez, for as long as I can remember. Every time I think of uh, NASCAR, their broadcasts at all, you always think of Daryl Waltrip's voice and his calls, the old boogity, boogity, boogity. Never a huge boogity guy myself, but (laughs) Um, yeah, I like the the enthusiasm he brought to the booth. I always thought NASCAR had a, a really good broadcast team it might not be for some people but uh like waltrip mike joy larry mcreynolds i always like them as a as a group uh they kind of prefer that they're not they have their enthusiasm but it's not super over the top like one thing i don't like with uh formula one and even indy to a little extent from what i've seen is like as soon as the race starts the guy's just yelling and i get like a lot's happening especially at the beginning of a formula one race does I don't know I don't like that I kind of like you know the the laid backness and then the enthusiasm in spots that the Fox team brought uh, specifically Daryl Waltrip so it'll be weird not hearing him call a race um, next year or again likely you know good luck in your retirement I will miss it man I don't know it's weird when things change like that. <laughs> Had that in hockey too, like when they change up, it's you get accustomed to hearing a certain voice and you attach that to things and memories. Like I was, I watched uh, when Earnhardt died in two thousand one, and with his call with Waltrip and the the emotion and passion that the guy has for the sport when he calls certain things or just in general, it'll be missed. Again, his voice not for everyone. He's kind of a goof sometimes, but. I think uh, the sport will suffer a little bit from not having him there. I think he's he was a good ambassador for NASCAR. So that's sad, but, uh, you know, we got to move on, my dude. We got to move on. Uh, so I was actually able to catch a decent amount of racing this week. Uh, I was at work, and on a break, I happened to, uh, I popped on Fans Choice TV, and I got to see some of the k and Pro West Series. Noah Gregson. So, congrats on the win. Uh, Haley Deegan, she's been a hot-button topic for a while, I, especially in the last few weeks. Uh, she, I haven't actually really seen her race. Like I've, I saw the clip of uh, her win the week before when she, you know, the, her and her teammate were bumping around. She dumped them. And I hear like the talk of how aggressive and all that. She's pretty aggressive. I will say, holy moly, she was, uh, she was coming at some of these guys. I think she even dumped another dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, she is interesting. I think it's good to have like a, a talented female in the sport, especially nowadays. So, you know, I hope she has continued success and we can see her move up to the higher spot and do better than what like Danica did. Cause she, I feel like got more opportunities than she should have considering some of the finishes she was getting, but, uh, she's going to make, 
you got to be careful because getting that reputation, it's entertaining. It's fun. It's uh, <laughs> It makes racing a lot more entertaining, but uh, especially where I hate to pull that card, but where she is a woman and stuff, she's doing that. People are going to hate on her because, you know, some of us males are freaking goofy that way and we like to complain. Some people were just like with Danica as an example. People were just hating on her because she was there and they were being a little too. Uh, I get she probably. She had great equipment. She didn't do much with it and had longer opportunities than most people would in those situations. But, uh, I, you know, people were a little harsky. And I think it's because uh, of who she was and stuff. So I hope that doesn't happen with Haley Deegan. I hope she does well and uh, maybe not wreck people every race. But hey, gotta do you. You gotta do you. Um, other than that, we also, I was able to catch some IndyCar too, which I did not think was happening. Thanks, uh, Reddit for finding me a, a legal stream. Eyebrow, eyebrow. Uh, so I caught that on my lunch break too. That was a busy guy. So Road America, Rossi dominated the race. He was up front. I think he led all but like one lap. Maybe he led all laps. So it was a theme this week, but other than him, like, just blasting through the field, there's a lot of good racing midfield. Like, uh, Hinchcliffe, who was my pick to win, he came up strong. I think he started, what, 12th or something like that? Uh, he was up to, like, 4th, and he was killing it and doing really well, and he kind of fell off at the end, which was kind of a bummer, because, again, I had him to... I pegged him to win. But it was really fun. I was actually excited to be able to watch some IndyCar. I don't get to see it very often because of the friggin' broadcasting rights and such, so... It was nice to be able to watch it. I had fun while I could watch it because, again, lunch breaks and little breaks. I was catching it here and there. But it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to try to catch much more and learn the sport as I go. But we had uh, Hinch. I think he finished seventh, so we were wrong on that. Rossi got the win, dominated. There was the last couple laps with uh, Dixon. Uh, What was his teammate's name? Uh, God. Blank and I should have wrote it down. But there was uh, some collision and <laughs> it all like bumped and Dixon just swooped right through. Took like four spots. It was a really, uh, the last couple laps were pretty sweet, especially with uh, Dixon and around where those guys were. Uh, then we had the French Grand Prix, which I was a bit disappointed. Well, more than a bit disappointed with. I had Leclerc to win. He came third, so that wasn't too bad. But Lewis Hampton led every single lap. We dominated. Which was to be expected. I said Lewis Hamilton would probably win, but I refused to pick him because that's an easy win, easy pick. Uh, I just, I don't like that track very much. Going into it, you know, listening to some other podcasts and stuff like that, saying, you know, it's not a great track for uh, for racing, not a lot of action. And I guess maybe I had a bit of a negative thought coming into it. But watching it, yeah, just I don't like that track. They should uh, get a different one because <laughs> I did not have fun watching. I had a little fun, but not. It wasn't super enjoyable, which is a bummer. Hamilton wins again, which is also a bummer. Guy's killing it. I respect it, but it doesn't make uh, for much fun when you lead every single lap. It's not even close. And then we had NASCAR and Sonoma. Pretty good race here too. I was uh, I caught. I've missed the first little bit. I caught the end of stage one and then from there on. So I saw William Byron win stage one. Stage two was Denny Hamlin. Interesting strategy for Hamlin. He stayed out uh, to get the stage point wins. And then everyone pitted and he started way at the back. And it kind of looked like uh, 
he wouldn't finish very well. But he, I think he worked his way up to fourth. He actually did a really good, uh, really good job. Hamlin's killing it. No, he didn't uh, finish fourth. He finished like top six because uh, Matt D. Benet. I always screw this up. D. Benedetto. D. Benedetto. Sorry, I'm butchering your name, my dude. Uh, he had a phenomenal race. He was just cutting through guys. He made it up to. He finished fourth. It was his best career finish. Wall trip paint scheme too. But um, I had him in some pool. I know I told you guys to pick Yaley, which was he finished last. So my bad. Uh, <laughs> De Benedetto, I did have. Hey, I got it right that time. I did have him in some spots, and I won seventy five cents. Not too bad. <laughs> it was a fifty cent uh, bet, but I won seventy five cents. Didn't cover the other bets I had going, but uh, made a little bit of cake. Sweet cake, baby. Um, Di Benedetto. Di Benedetto. I also had uh, Jimmy Johnson on there. Oh, man. So good. So, before I keep going, I might as well address. I did say for $8,000, you could get Eric Almirola, open wheel experience, winner at a road course. That was all fake news. Uh, my bad especially if you put money on him, because I said so. He didn't do too bad. He finished like 10. But uh, I had him confused with somebody else, and uh, he does not. He's not a former Opal Mule racer, and he's never won at a road course. <laughs> Both his wins are at restrictor plate track, so my bad. Uh, I'll fact check myself next time uh, when I give uh, betting advice. But I had him, and I did win in that one that I did have him, 75 cents, baby. But, uh, yeah, oops. Uh, we had Boyer to win. He did not win. He caught up near the end. He wasn't there at all. The Stuart Haas cars have uh, been a little funky this year. Uh, but we had Kyle Busch and Truex finishing one and two with Truex getting the win. Bush was running them down at the end, but he just couldn't keep up, couldn't catch him. Truex, those Gibbs cars have been dominant this year. That's a, their ninth win, I think. Or maybe, yeah, because Hamlin's got a, he won, and they each have four now, so... Eric Jones, you got to get in there. But the Gibbs cars, they're killing it. So it's going to be a fun championship. I hope I hope Truex gets I like Truex a lot. Uh, but he got the win here, his fourth win of the year. Really good race. I had fun watching it. I was hoping Byron would, uh, when I saw him win stage one, I was hoping he'd get up there and do some damage. But he kind of faded off at the end uh, with his strategy. But Dibitendero, Dibitendero, God damn it. Di Benedetto uh, is my man of the race, I think, because another guy drove his drove the wheels off the thing. You could say, happy for him. I hope uh, continued success. I like when the smaller teams and those type of guys can uh, do some damage. And that was Sonoma. So we had Lewis Hamilton winning, Martin Truex winning, and Rossi winning, and then Gregson, Kanan, but you know. <laughs> Uh, so, going into this new week, we have IndyCars off for about 20 days, so that's not uh, ideal, but what can we do? We do have the Austrian Grand Prix and Chicagoland in the NASCAR series, so interesting. Interesting, uh, we don't have a double road course this time. Change it up, get that uh, sweet mile and a half in there. Uh, F1, last year's winner was Verstappen. The year before that was Bottas, I do believe. I checked this. It was either that or the year before. Double check. Bottas got it in 2017. Uh, easy money's on Lewis Hamilton. Again, he uh, wins always. But I said I wouldn't pick him, so I have to 
not. <laughs> I have to stick with it. I can't just uh, talk smack and then just change it up, you know. He, he'll probably win every single week, but I won't pick him. I'm not going to pick Verstappen either. I was going to last week, and I did. I'm actually going to go with Bottas. Those uh, Mercedes cars look unbeatable. He ran right behind Lewis Hamilton the whole time. So if I can't pick Hamilton, I might as well pick Bottas because he's a former winner. The uh, Mercedes cars are just killing it. So who else am I going to pick? I mean, Vettel's never won there. Who knows? Maybe he'll do a little, maybe he'll sneak one in there. Ferrari might get a win, but I can't see it. Mercedes is too good right now, and I can't pick Hamilton for the fifth time. So Bottas for the Austrian Grand Prix. Chicagoland and NASCAR. This is interesting because the Gibbs cars have won the last four straight years. Let's see here. We had last year, Kyle Busch won. Uh, I guess Furniture Row, it wasn't Gibbs. Uh, but Truex won 17 and 16 with Furniture Row. But, I mean, that was a Toyota, and he's with Joe Gibbs now. So, And then Danny Hamlin won <laughs> 2015. So they've won. Joe Gibbs drivers have won the last uh, four Chicagoland races. They're winning all the races this year. Easy money is on uh, a Gibbs car to win, but I'm going to go off the uh, res reservation a little bit, Ski. I will not pick a Gibbs car. I'm going to go back to a two-time winner. He won in 2012 and 2014. Uh, the only other team that seems to be doing anything this year is Penske. And Team Penske's Brad Keselowski is going to be your winner this week in Chicago. Not a... Don't really want him to win. I'm not a giant Keselowski fan. Um, I'm sure he's a good guy. I just, I don't, not a huge fan of him. Uh, I think he's going to win, though. If it's not a Gibbs car, I mean, the Gibbs probably win. But Keselowski, put him in. Put him in there. So, to recap, how many more times can I say Keselowski and Bottas? And then, who knows? Who knows the other series? So next up, we have our DraftKings picks. Get your bets in. Time to win some sweet cake. Papa's got to get himself a new Camaro. Fun little jingle right there for our brand new segment here, Sweet Cake, where we do the picks for DraftKings for the week. That's what the segment's called. On track to win sweet cake. Working title, working title. So tier one. Maybe kind of I tier one. I usually like to hit like the 10,000, but uh, I think Kyle Larson, he has hasn't been doing as good as he could. Uh, he's really good at these type of tracks. So for ninety five hundred dollars, you can get Kyle Larson as your tier one pick. I mean, I have Keselowski to win Penske guys and the Gibbs guys. But if you want to maybe try to sneak in one because most of those guys are going to be taken as their top picks. Might be able to get Larson for a little lower price and be able to fill out your lineup a little better. Maybe, maybe, maybe. If you listen to me, you'll win some money. <laughs> anyway, uh, so tier two for $8,000, uh, Jimmy Johnson. So, again, another guy having not the, the best year. Everyone's like, oh, is Jimmy done? What's wrong with Jimmy? It's Jimmy Johnson. He's still not really that old. He's still in Hendrick equipment. He's, you know, the mile, he used to be a beast at mile and a half, so. Why not Jimmy Johnson for $8,000 for some of the other guys that are in that area? I'll take Jimmy Johnson any day of the week, 100%. He's got to break through eventually, right? So I could, I could see a, a solid top 10, top 5 out of Jimmy this week. 
Mark my words. Got to put them on your team. I'm putting them on mine. And tier three, our long shot of the week. So Corey LaJoy. This guy is coming in at a smooth $5,700. Pretty low. One of the lowest guys you can get. But if you look at guys in that area on your DraftKings, your fantasy points per week, uh, people in that budgeted range are generally under 15 average points per week. Uh, He's at a nice, solid 22.7, which isn't a whole lot. But for for that type of money, you can throw him on and really fill up your lineups with some of those other guys. So it might be uh, worth throwing on Corey LaJoy just to see what happens. Who knows? It's, it's, it's why it's called gambling. It's a gamble. So to recap, we have Kyle Larson, Jimmy Johnson, Corey LaJoy. And that's who we got for Chicagoland. And other than that, I say it's time to bid adieu. I'll catch you next week to recap the, the weekends and then preview we got daytona next week Ooh, big money we'll go through that we'll go through our draft picks for that which is betting on a restrictor plate is so much fun so hope you guys enjoy your week and i'll see you soon keep it clean